how did uh, DMX inspire you? You know, I um, I just today I saw something. I'm at peace. Uh, what I realized about you know life is a circle of life. Like there's a time where you 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 know everyone has to leave at some point. Um, and what I like today, there was a moment where I was like wow, like a lot of influential people in the past months and a couple years have passed away. And it just made me think how influential DMX has been in the culture of hip hop and even R&B, you know, like how he works with Aaliyah and Aaliyah is one of my inspirations, of course. So just being able to see him be so diverse, he's definitely, I would say, an inspiration of mine. I wouldn't say like I, you know, grew up every day in the house listening to DMX, but I, in my house, whoo, my mom, like when I called my mom today, she was like, so sad. She was like, you don't understand. Like that was like a real big part of her growing up as well. So for me, I just, I love to like study the grades. I watch the grades, you know, and I just feel like he was one of those people that cultivated hip hop and he has so much respect. Rest in peace, DMX. Love them. That's facts. That's facts. Leo Black. Yeah. Um, but it's good to see you, Hannah Moss. Good to see you. Yeah. If you're not already familiar, Leo Black shows a platform for creatives and artists to share the story and their journey. So we want to start from the very beginning to the latest what's happening now. What's up, Anna? Okay. So you just want me to start from the beginning? Like how far back? However far back you want to. Well, I mean, I've been doing music my whole life. Music, something that's always been a passion of mine. And I went to school when I went to college, I went to school at MTSU. And I went as a recording industry major, because that's what I really wanted to do was music. I didn't really want to do, um, you know, like have nothing's wrong with the regular nine to five. My my family's super traditional, but I was always like the black sheep. Like I did it differently. And I was like, I want to do something in entertainment. So um, yeah, I went to school, ended up changing my major just because I didn't like the program at my school. And then I end up graduating, fast forward. And then after I graduated, it was time for me to choose like whether I was gonna get a job and, you know, like get settled at where I'm from. And then I was just like, nah, I've, I've, something's calling me to do music. Something's calling me to do entertainment. So I packed up, I moved to LA just cause I felt like, obviously where I'm like, I'm from Nashville and Houston. So like I rep both. I'm from the South Side. So if you right. if anybody always when people ask me, I rep I rep both. But um I left Nashville and I just felt like I wanted to just meet more people and try to network and try to get in a um, you know, in the music space, in the music industry, you know. So I moved here and then really the rest is like history. I just started move. I met, I didn't know anybody here. I met somebody out here and then it was like a domino effect. And I was able to get in some rooms with some really cool producers and writers. And then from there, I just continue to build. And then 
I started putting out music and getting a little more recognition in the industry. Um, and I was starting to work with like some really cool, like I said, producers and writers. And yeah, where I'm at now is like, is I'm in a good space and I feel like I'm starting to get recognition as far as like my music and I'm ready to drop some new projects on some people and yeah. <laughs> That's lit. That's lit. So let's talk about some of those studio sessions when you transitioned to LA and you got to meet some producers, writers, engineers, um, some notable people that you work with. How did how did that uh how did that come about? So my first, I'm trying to think when I first I moved here in the springtime. And I feel like when the springtime hit, that's when like industry's really working like people in a studio trying to tee up for the summer and the fall so I had I met I was at um I don't know if you know this producer Tommy Brown yeah yeah I'm familiar with Tommy one, one of my homies yeah I met him through my friend Mike who is now a part of Social House I don't know if you heard of Social House I've heard of Social but, House yeah yeah Mikey at the time he was a photographer and um I was, it was my first week in LA and uh, I met Mike and he wanted to do a shoot. So we ended up going over to where he was staying at the moment. He was like staying in Beverly Hills, but he was with Tommy. That's where they all like had the studio and they stayed. And I used to, I just, honestly, we just all end up vibing. And then I went, to, I went to their house like a week later for like a cookout. And I met this producer, Donut. And then from there, Donut had introduced me to Yanni, who's my executive producer right now and has been my producer, like my right-hand man for like three years now, like two years, two or three years. And yeah, like, it's so just, I would say like for artists out there, like being in the rooms with producers and stuff like that, you just kind of automatically, you get around a circle of people and then they, you know, you just, if, if you vibe, you catch a vibe, you end up working with some pretty cool people. So yeah, I've been working with Yanni since 2018 and we've been building this project. And then obviously the pandemic kind of like pushed everything to the side. So this year I'm ready to release all of that that we've been like building over time. Lit, lit. Let's talk about this project, this unreleased project. Um, what can we expect on there? You got any big features? Um, any songs that you've already released that's on the project? Because I know you just released a song recently uh, called Waiting. So if you want to talk about how did that manifest? Uh, so Waiting, Waiting. Waiting was, honestly, it was one of those records. I made it during quarantine. And at the time, like I said, I had put my project on hold. So I was like, you know, I want to release some music for people just so they know I'm I'm still here. It's just, I didn't want to put out my project. Just, I didn't just want to throw it out without being able to give it everything it deserves. And because the world was shut down, I wasn't able to, you know, film and do the things that I needed to do. Cause a lot of people had to be in the house. It, well, particularly the people I was working with my team. Um, some people had caught COVID. So it was just one of those things where I was just like, all right, we're going to hold off on the project and I'm just going to, do some music for fun, something that I feel right now, and I'm gonna drop it. So waiting is, the song is more about like, it's coming from a place like in COVID, 
we can't see each other but once we finally see each other it's like we waited long enough like let's go ahead and you know let it out play <laughs> <laughs> possible but Thanks. yeah i love waiting Facts. Yeah, I like that single too, actually. It's a dope single. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a lot going on with COVID right now. Um, let, let's take a time, you know, a, a brief silence for DMX. You know, he released this time today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, any words? How did uh, DMX inspire you? You know, I... Um... I just today I saw something I'm at peace uh, what I realized about you know life is a circle of life like there's a time where you, you you know everyone has to leave at some point um and what I like today there was a moment where I was like wow like a lot of influential people in the past months in a couple years have passed away and it just made me think how influential DMX has been in the culture of hip hop and even R&B, you know, like how he works with Aaliyah and Aaliyah is one of my inspirations, of course. So just being able to see him be so diverse, he's definitely, I would say, an inspiration of mine. I wouldn't say like I, you know, grew up every day in the house listening to DMX, but I, in my house, whoo, my mom, like when I called my mom today, she was like so sad she was like you don't understand like that was like a real big part of her growing up as well so for me I just I love to like study the grades I watch the grades you know and I just feel like he was one of those people that cultivated hip-hop and he has so much respect rest in peace DMX love him that's facts that's facts um yeah, so when you when you moved to LA, you not only was a, a artist, you're creative as well. Uh, you do skits and things like that. You work with creatives like D Storm. Talk about how those collaborations came about. So that's funny you said that because that ties in that ties in with like how I was able to get in some room with different producers. When I first moved here, I didn't know anybody. Um, my friend Zach actually, he's a real estate agent out here. He used to play uh, for the Titans. So I used to, I met him back in Tennessee. So I called him up and I was like, look, Zach, like, I really want to move to LA. I like, you don't understand. Like, I need to get out there. Can you, can you like introduce me to some people? Like, like, as far as like entertainment, I was just hungry, you know, hustling. And I think you would know, like, when you, when you really passionate about something, you want to get something going, like, I've always been self-sufficient. I've always just thought like, I can have whatever I want. Like, you know, sky's the limit type of thing. So where I was in my life, I was just kind of like, just put me in the room with some dope ass people. Like, I just want to entertain. I want to be around that, that vibe. So he knew Day Storm and then he introduced me to Day Storm. And then shortly after I moved here, we just started doing skits naturally, just kicking it. Cause that, that, that dynamic in the circle on, um, on social media, the chemistry is real between a lot of influencers that do the skits and things, because a lot of everybody are real friends in real life. So it was just cool. Cause we all just like, you know, hung out, kicked it and have fun and just filmed some crazy stuff online. <laughs> but then I let that go because for me, 
I love doing that, but I needed to get into a place where I need to get in my bag and focus on my music. So I just kind of stopped, but you know, it's still here. I would do it. And did you feel like at one point it was overshadowing you as an artist? Just you being like a skit artist or, you know, being in those Instagram, that, that Instagram influencer realm? Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say I I don't think it was overshadowing me, but I don't feel like I was I didn't want to get oversaturate um my artistry with things that, you know, I would say I wasn't passionate about it, but for me I wanted to do more. You know, I wanted to do more and I just felt like I wasn't there was a moment in time where I was just kind of like I'm I'm kind of getting bored with this right now. You know, I really want to do music. I want to focus on music. And then also, you know, to go hand in hand with what you just said, which was um, like being taken serious as an artist or things like that. Those things definitely ran through my mind um, just because I just feel like um, the internet is just, the internet is just a crazy beast. It's turning into something different. So I just, for me, I was just kind of like, you know what, if I'm going to show people me, I want to show them me, you know, like who I really am, you know, not pretending to be um, a character all the time. You know what I mean? Right. right. So eventually I would love, like, I would do it. I would still do it. And I definitely want to act like I want to do movies like film and things like that. So, um, yeah, I was just wanting to get more creative and show people what I create, which is me. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, so you got like any behind the scenes stories, you know, when when you're working with uh, Daystorm and all those other creatives um, that what goes on behind the scenes, because you said, you know, they have a lot of good chemistry going outside of what's posted like on Instagram and and YouTube and and everything. So what is it like, you know, kicking it behind the scenes? Uh, It's just it's just real vibes. I mean, it's it's no different than a studio, you know, it's just you hang out and then you guys create something based off of a funny joke. Usually a lot of behind the scenes is a lot of people just joking around. And then from there you come up with the idea and then you're like, let's shoot that, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, I wasn't, you know, all around. I wouldn't say too much. I was, I was around, but for me, I was always doing my own thing. (laughs) That's dope. That's dope. It's cool to know that because um, I was just reading someone like Nipsey Hussle um, when it came, he got the opportunity to be Snoop Dogg in a movie before he really like mm. popped off for when he got signed at Atlantic and he turned it down because he was like, I don't really want it to oversaturate my brand or me as an artist, you know, before I really blow. So I get right. I get that perspective of it, you know. Um, mm. let, yeah, let's talk about the the studio. Let's talk about the music. Uh, what, what gets you going in the studio? What's the vibe? Do you smoke? Do you drink? What's the, what's your writing process like? You know, when you're working with yeah. your producers and everything else. I'm a, I definitely spark me up one every now and then, just depending on the vibe. Um, I used to, I'm actually transitioning to like not drink, and I don't think I want to drink anymore. And I say, <laughs> and, and I may have a glass of wine, but I don't know if I right. want to drink because, like, I don't know. I don't want to poison my body, and it's just. I don't know. It doesn't hit me the same because I feel like I drank so much in college. I'm like, I'm not even feeling anymore. But yeah, I'll drink. Um, and really, honestly, I just it has to be like a cool mood. Like I got to have 
everything that I need. Like if I want some snacks, it needs to be there. Drinks just to, you know, get in my vibe in the mode. And I'll go in the booth and I'll lay down an idea and then I'll come out and then write to it. Or sometimes I just go right in and just freestyle and it'll come out. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, all my, anything I do is stimulated off of just naturally feeling that way. Nothing's ever forced. So when I'm in a situation where I'm going to create, like it's got to just be fun. It's got to feel like fun. Cause if it feels like work, I can't do it. I overthink, I stop, you know, I'm start. It's just too much. So I'm just like, I learned just to have fun with the process. So you invite like friends over to the studio when you're in there and got no. to catch a vibe. You need to be you solo, just you and everybody was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For me, I want to like, I, I like to be in the space with whoever's creating that particular thing. Cause I don't like to get distracted and if you're not a creative, you know, I have a lot of friends that are not creatives. I have friends from, you know, like an entertainment industry all the way down to a waitress hostess at a restaurant. Like I'm, I got, so if I were to invite one of my friends through, you know, they may, if they're not in that creative vibe, but they're not like that, their energy could throw something off and not bad, but it's just, yeah. you know, I like to keep it all together. <laughs> Facts. That's dope. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about that grind, like you know, just uh coming up, but also needing to uh to make a living as well. You know, has there been like any obscure jobs you work while pursuing your dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so when I first moved here, it was like six, five or six months after college. And I graduated with an industrial in wait, industrial psychology degree. So I have a major in that and then a minor in communications. So when I graduated, I was like, you know, mind you, my mom, like she's always, she's like a worst, best case, worst case scenario type of person. So she's like, she was afraid for me to move here because I'm from the South, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, where are you? I'm from LA. Oh, you from LA? Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Well, like I don't know. It's just a different world in the south. In the south, like it's just different. So for me to come all the way over here by myself, not know anybody, she was super. Um, she was very like, you need to make sure that you're good and make sure you can take care of yourself. And but she was supportive. So when I moved here, I had got a job. Um, like. And it wasn't, it first started off with volunteering. So I was volunteering, working with autistic children. Yeah. So I was working with um, kids with, well, ages like, ages four to 22. I worked with um, people that had autism and Down syndrome. And so I was like um, volunteering. And then I finally was able to uh, get a job as like doing therapy for the kids and I only worked with one adult so so I would say ki mostly kids but um it wasn't really paying like a lot so I, I I eventually I had to quit but when I first got here it allowed me to like save up and take care of my business and you know do what I had to do and then yeah I just started like honestly getting opportunities as I was on Instagram getting some endorsement deals and 
Um, I was getting in the studio writing with people that I was able to get some money. So I finally was just like, let me just stop all this because it was taking a lot of my focus. It was um, exhausting me. I was tired and emotionally it drained me because, you know, it's hard seeing somebody that um, has a disorder or something like that. Like you, it's hard to be around that. And sometimes you go home and you just think like, wow, I'm so grateful. And I'm like, you know, I, I pray for the, I still pray for them and um, people in that position, but it just, it became emotionally draining and on top of stress of just me trying to make it I just finally was just like I need to put my all into this even if I struggle I just need to focus on this and try to get this off the ground so yeah that's dope yeah that's a really noble job you know uh thank you you know for being able to do that and mentally handle it as well because it could be mentally challenging like you said um let's let's talk a little bit about um just the creative side being an influencer because you mentioned you would get paid, you know, for ads and stuff on Instagram. And you got like tens of thousands of followers. Um, mm-hmm. how, how, do, how does that work? You know, how are you able to do that? And, and how'd you become an influencer on Instagram and, get, and gain such yeah. a good following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, as I started getting followers, I would have companies because I kept like my email and my bio and whatnot. So I had companies reach out to me and they would want to um, work, like just collab, whether it be clothing or products or a, like some type of, I don't know, like sometimes I would get paid to come eat at a restaurant and post it, like things like that. Um, and it's cool, you can make money like that, but also I, I'm a firm believer in like, don't oversaturate that either because I feel like I mean do a lot of people do it and a lot of people make money off of it um I'm not knocking it I would just say like I didn't want to do it too much because I I felt I started to feel like a tool like I'm like you know like I I want to build my own brand and promote the own my things you know so I didn't want to do that um but it was cool because I was able to make enough money to pay a bill or Sometimes it was enough money to uh, shop or handle business, anything that I needed to do. And then, um, yeah, I actually took a break from social media because I, I feel like I stopped that too. I took a break from social media in 2019, at the top of 2019. And I started, and it's funny because I actually started losing followers um, at the time, which I don't care. I don't, social media, like I need to, I need to care a little bit more because it is a good platform to grow and like make profit or have fans and things like that. But, you know, sometimes social media is like very also mentally exhausting. So I took a break from that and yeah. Okay. Lit, lit. Um, let's, let's get back to the project that you're working on. That's coming out soon. Um mm-hmm. And anything we can expect on this project what can we expect yeah so I'm gonna drop a single the single's called beg for it drops at the end of April nice. and um yeah I love that song that song's gonna be crazy and that's gonna go on the project What's so the about? Pro- I don't have a date yet for the project um but it's coming this year for sure and beg for it that's so Beg For It is more, um, it's like, it's an upbeat, a very vibey summer arm. Is, is it what it sounds like? 
beg for it. What, what is you, that person begging for? You, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you, you know, it is an intriguing, it's, I, the title is funny because I told Yanni, my producer, I was like, uh, I was like, just right off the title, they're about to be like, what? What is this about? Um, but it's basically, you know, us women, we want to know, are you willing to go the extra mile? You know, like, as far as like, not even just in like a um, intimate level, but more so like, if you really like me, if you like what I bring to the table and who I am as a person, like, I want to know, like, what you're going to do, like, what, beg for it is just more of, like, a, a way of saying, like, how hard are you willing to work for this, you know? So I feel like any guy who's willing to pull down, like, his humility and, like, his ego, like, and, and you know, get get down on his knees and be able to praise you like a queen. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. It, it, you know, he can have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um. What type of guys is Hannah into? Do you like guys that send entertainment or you, you dig the regular nine to five guys? What type of guys work for you? Uh Lord. I would say, I mean, I don't, I wasn't early on. I had a high school sweetheart and we dated for like seven years. I was in a relationship and I'm a relationship type of girl. Like I'm not a dater. I don't really date. Um it takes a lot for you, for me to want to go to some type of next level with a guy. Um, Cause I'm just, I'm really big on just like connection and building friendships and things like that. So, I mean, he has to have like good personality, be able to hold conversation, communicate and just be fun. You know, I'm a fun like person. I want to, I want to be able to laugh with you and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not in a, I'm not in a relationship. I don't plan on being in a relationship because I just want to focus. But yeah. as far as the time, I like, I don't um, discriminate. I think you just have to have goals. You know, you have to have goals and you definitely have to, you have to match my level, you know, financially, mentally, all that. <laughs> or, or at least be in a position to teach me more. You know what I mean? So. That's what yeah. All right. So are you on the market right now? Are you single? Are you in a relationship? What's going on? Um, I just told you I'm not in a relationship. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I'm to not... clarify that. He's got to be a good listener, too. You're not <laughs> a good listener. I tried. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's get back to the music. Um, Let's talk about like artists that you want to work with producer you want to work with is anybody on your radar right now anderson pack i literally that song with him and bruno leave the door open that is my soul i have an old soul and i love like real like soulful music and um i i, I that's just someone as a recent you know i checked him out and i've been getting to know him more as an artist as far as like listening to his music and stuff like that and he's just a vibe Fact. i like this impact my 805 native yeah he's from ventura where ventura california it's like an hour north of la i spent some time oh, okay. in ventura. yeah it's pretty chill yeah. i love some anderson <laughs> pack i didn't any, know that yeah any other artists on your radar 
Guys wise, I would say. Guys or girls, no matter, no preference. Yeah, do both. I want to work with. Um, I really want to work with Gucci Mane. Hey. Like I love Gucci. You know, I'm from the south, so we got. I gotta get me some southern rappers and some uh, other artists from the south. Um, I will work. I want to work with a. Uh, what's her name? Why is that? I can't think of the top of my head. Oh, I think lately I've been checking out Shinsia. Shinsia, okay. Yo, yeah. she's fire. I, I rock with her. And honestly, because my music, I would say, is I want to do, I want to be able to express myself and not really limit myself. So I want to do diff different vibes. So I think even like a Jamaican vibe, like she's hard. I like her. Um, I would love to, you know, on a on a big, big level, I would love to work with Rihanna. Rihanna is a vibe um and old school why, why rihanna rihanna she's just one she's a pisces i'm a pisces okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding but she uh she's man she's a rock star she has that i don't give a fuck attitude and that's definitely me you know when it comes to music and fashion and things like that she likes to have fun and i just think in that dynamic she would be she would be we would do something fly and um, Bruno's dope. I mean, there's so many. I, I'm willing to work with whoever I like. Honestly, I just like I said, it's what I love collaborations, and I'm gonna collab with whoever you know yeah. can deliver a dope record. You know. So you rocking with the Fenty? Fenty's cool. Yeah. Fenty, yeah. Fenty or Kylie Cosmetics? Which one are you rocking with? Ah. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I, I don't own either. <laughs> so, I don't have Fenty and I don't actually I have Fenty lip gloss. Okay. Yeah. So, Fenty all the way today. You know what I was thinking you were talking about Fenty uh, lingerie. Lingerie too. Yeah. We can. We yeah. Can yeah. The lip gloss. This is my tried and true. Like I Fenty. Yeah. I'm going to create a lip. So I'm going to create a lip gloss in the future and me and Riri might uh, have to go toe to toe because I'm gonna definitely <laughs> like I love my <laughs> lip glosses. I love my lip glosses. I love my makeup. I can't wait to start a beauty line and do do lip products and eyes. I love liners and stuff like that. I'm a girly girl sometimes. I'm a tomboy and a girly girl. <laughs> Turn up. So, is there any other endeavors that you're into? You mentioned like starting your own makeup line. Got a clothing line, you fitness, like culinary. What is it? What else are you into that you're doing? Oh, I have merch that's dropping um, next week, so probably like next Friday. And my merch, um, it, I want. I made it to where it's very like stylish. We're starting off with hoodies, but I want people to be able to wear them like loungewear and. Um, be comfortable but still stylish but eventually I do want to do a clothing line but at the moment I'm just gonna just do my merch and then uh, eventually branch off and do something like maybe dresses and streetwear and things like that shoes but that's definitely in the works that's definitely something that I want to do so that's lit that's like I dig your visuals too do you direct your own videos as far as like your music videos and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, so I worked with this um, 
director out of Nashville. His name's David Holbert. He's really, really dope. Um, and I've been building with him since I first even started doing the music thing. And um, we just co-direct with each other. He's super dope. He's actually coming out here to DP my um, visual for Beg For It. So um, he did Persuasion and he did I Want to Love You. Persuasion is an OG. That's one of my favorite videos from like my early times. But um, he, we would get together, just write treatments, write a storyline because I'm really big on stories and like cinematics and film and stuff like that. So when we get together, we play the music and come up with some cool storylines and storyboards. And yeah, we just make it come to life. That's lit, He's- that's lit. I was like, I was like, damn, this, um, like your visuals and everything, it looked like a big budget, you know? So it's like, is she doing this independently or is she signed to a label? You know, what's the situation? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, and this is something that I would love to, um, you know, when I put people on that are trying to be artists in the future, like just learn to be self-sufficient because I edited both those videos. uh, well, all of my music videos, I've been a part of that. And I learned, I taught myself how to edit and I did stuff like that in college. And I bought me a um, like couple software uh, plugins to teach myself. YouTube, you know, helps yeah. me out. Yeah, I fuck with, with the uh, Premiere Pro, Pro, Pro Tools. Adobe, Final Adobe. Cut Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what's up with editing. Uh, those things are... I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like when you're independent um, and, you know, eventually I may sign depending on the deal. You know what I mean? Like if it's right, that makes sense. But you can do it independently, you know? And I think the way that things are going now with this generation, it's like, you know, it's it's the generation of self-sufficiency. Because like you can do your own branding your own marketing your own music videos all those things and those you know I won't say the number for those videos but I would definitely say like they looked my music videos have always looked more expensive than they actually were because I just believe in um putting yourself around a strong team you know with David and and I don't feel like you know and nowadays like I feel like a lot of people work with people based off of their resume obviously that's always important but like followers and you know popularity and things like that but there's so many undiscovered talented people that are not obviously in the forefront but I'm talking about like videographers photographers editors DJs that um you know sometimes we gotta really pick some somebody we vibe with so David is a producer I mean a director that I've just always vibed with and he's able to understand my vision and if you if you have a team and you guys can execute it make sure you execute it like you can make things look more than what it is so but now I'm in a place where I'm actually spending some money <laughs> like putting some money like my my visual coming up so um god like I'm so thankful for that um but yeah most of the videos you probably have seen it's just been you know hustlers and people grinding it out to make a dope visual <laughs> that's lit that's lit I like that I definitely mm-hmm. like that because I, I rock with Adobe Pro Final Cut the whole nine so I definitely know that post-production grind you feel me exactly yeah um, 
Yeah, yeah. So, and you not only do music videos, like you got like blogs and everything else as well too. So what all type of videos do you do? You know, other than music videos, like talk about how you got into that as well. Um, I think just naturally, like I know that people that support me and follow me and fans or whatnot, they want to, you know, want to see more. So naturally, I think that's just videos that I did, like um, whether it be cooking or stuff like that. Vlogs, I don't, I don't, I used to do vlogs, but that's time consuming. So I rather, I rather honestly, if I want, when the time is right, I'm going to do more of a documental documentaries type style where someone's filming candid moments because you can't be in front of the camera like for hours but um yeah I just you know I think I think you know like you want you have a platform which is where you just you know you want to branch off and try to do different things and just to give your people that support you and follow you more of you yeah yeah I'm a fan now so you know that stuff that I like to see like cooking with Hannah (laughs) Stuff like that so you know that definitely gonna tap in like the more yeah. you post that um let's talk about the pandemic you know like how has the pandemic helped you or hindered you as far as like your artistry and getting these ideas out no I actually the pandemic was you know definitely a setback as far as what I thought was what it was gonna be you know as far as me releasing my project and the music that I'm about to release um but overall, like that year was a blessing. I feel like that got me more into a different grind, a different bag. I started making more music yeah. and that that changed my project kind of shifted a little bit too because um the music, some of the songs we changed because I had made so many dope mu- like dope songs in quarantine. So I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> gotta put this on there. Um, but uh yeah I mean it was cool I actually enjoyed the like chill time like it was a lot of chill time but I was also building um a lot of things in my life and team wise was were changing around me so I think that year was needed for me to see and reflect and really gear up and prepare for this year and so forth Um, let's talk about mental health, physical health. I mean, obviously, like the gyms are closed, people working out outside. You've been able to stay in great shape during the pandemic. So how's that been going for you? Like, you know, maintaining like good health during the pandemic? <laughs> uh, it was it was important because like in the beginning, I was like, OCD. I was OD with it. I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, all right, vitamin shots every day. I need my vitamin C. I need like turmeric, ginger. I'm like, give me all of that. Give me all of that. So I was um I was really heavy on my like health kick. And so then um I uh yeah, I just I, I kind of I chilled out, but I just, you know, I was making sure I worked out because I refused to get lazy and eat and do all that stuff. Like, mm I don't like to feel lethargic. I don't like to feel like, I don't know, like I needed to get active and I was going outside, even though people were saying don't go outside. I was going to the park, you know, getting my rent, my jogging and stuff like that. So I was actually, I, I actually caught COVID. I don't even know how. So but you tested positive or did you get COVID before you knew you had COVID? Well, I won't get all, 
now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, do I need to really let people know my? <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of celebrities have got COVID, a lot of public figures. So, you know, it's, at this point, people, it's like normalized if you have it or if you don't. Like, Yeah, no. So I never got tested. I actually caught, I got COVID in January of 2020 before it was even COVID. Like, I was, oh, can you see me? No, yeah, I got you now. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I like got a text message and it came out. Um, I was sick and I thought, I thought, I didn't know what it was. Like, I remember at that time in January, I remember people like, you know, the word was getting around that there was something going around, but you know, it wasn't a thing in America yet. It was like still over there in um, China. So I got, um, I got really sick and I went to the hospital and I begged the nurse to test me for it because I was terrified because when it first came out remember everybody was saying like people were dying and dropping like flies I was like oh hell no I was like I am not about to just I'm I was scared um but they couldn't they weren't testing in America but I had all the symptoms I was I was scared I was so scared and then it took me about two weeks to get better um and then I, I was good after that but they didn't even have the test, but I know I had it. I had lost my smell, my taste, all that. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Damn. That's well, glad you made it through, Hannah, for sure. It's crazy. <laughs> How do you feel about like people attacking and targeting Chinese people too? Because at one point, I think that happened maybe like in the South somewhere where some guy walked in a nail salon and like killed 18 Chinese people, something like that, just because of that. Did you hear about that? <laughs> what i did not hear about that i um i don't really watch the news that much but um i heard you know when it comes to any type of um racial profiling or even when it comes to race and all that and people treating people different because of their skin tone color origin ethnicity whatever i just it saddens me and makes me like really uncomfortable because you know I'm I come from a family that's very diverse so um it's one of those things where it's like we're all humans at the end of the day like you know we don't and everybody has different struggles you know not everybody's the same so you can't just pinpoint just because you look a certain way you know like that's facts you know so I just, I don't like it. I don't like any drama. I'm just positive vibes. I don't want, I don't like negativity. I don't like none of that. When it comes to the news, I don't watch it because I feel like they'd be trying to brainwash us and freak us out. And I don't want to be freaked out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I just want to chill. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make music and I just want to hang out with my people. So, but you know, obviously, um, I'm not saying I wouldn't speak up or get in, like when it comes to, certain things I keep myself up to date but um man I I uh talking about that stuff like stresses me out <laughs> yeah it does sit down there and um, I just hope I just want pause I just want love like peace even when it came down to 2020 and all that all that stuff was going down and people were attacking um you just it was it was a lot and I just I wrote my song little love I don't know if you heard that, but yeah, I wrote Little I Love. Yeah. Little Love, that's what that's about. You know, it's just about like, we just need to all give a little love, spread love and positivity. I'm not saying that that's the, um, 
you know, the met the cure for or not I wouldn't even say cure but I wouldn't say that's the like answer because you know yeah. at the end of the day everybody's gonna do what they do I don't think that I just hope that like met like giving that message and making music like that like it's just more so to um give people hope and inspire to give people love and just you know Thanks. Good energy. <laughs> Thanks. I rock with you for sure. I mean, obviously your mix, right? Mm-hmm. What you mix with? So my mom, she's Sicilian, well, white. I was, I was, and then my dad, I didn't, you know, I didn't know my dad my whole life. I just met him in 2020. So my whole life, I knew I was black, obviously. I, I identify as a black woman. Um, but my uh my dad, I, I just always, I always thought I was something else too. Cause, um, you know, I always was, people were like, you Dominican, what you, are you Spanish? What are you? And so I just was for me to like, get to know him now and know my background and where I come from, like it's super dope, but yeah, just mix black and white. Black and white. Well, Sicilian, that's like close to Italian. What is Italian? Yeah. My mama, movies. But mama, you know, my mom, she's, she's got different like my she was um born in Miami but then she moved to Germany and um she's just her like the way she was brought up is so like my her my granddad her dad was an army brat so she moved everywhere but um she just always you know she kept like like I said when my family's so diverse she just always my family's just always brought culture and different vibes, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how was it coming up biracial? Um, I mean, it was, I wouldn't say, I mean, I was a happy kid, you know, I would say that I did have moments, you know, um, it was, I never, like, when growing up, I really, I didn't really, um, I think when you're a baby, you know, you, or when you grow up as a kid, you don't really look at skin tone. You know what I mean? You don't pay attention to that. So for me, I just looked at myself as um, like, you know, just Hannah. Right. So, but I felt like growing up, it was, as I started to understand more and be around my friends that had moms and dads that were the same color and you know, it would, I would start to ask questions like, so what am I and this and that? But then, you know, at the same time, it didn't really matter. But it was hard. I had different moments, different stories, but that would be, that would, we would be here all day for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. um, That's but what... yeah, normal kid, you know, okay. normal, normal shit, <laughs> you know. And did you just, uh, as far as Hannah, did you just go by Hannah growing up or that's your, that's your like government name? How'd you, yeah. get your, how'd you get your artist name? Yeah. Hannah Mons is my real name. Yeah. Your last name too is Mons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's real. That's real. Yeah. I, I, I really get that where artists have their real names as an artist name. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, people call me Hannah B for short for Hannah Banana. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, Growing up, I just, people call me Hannah B, but I, you know, I, when it came to like music and stuff, I was like, 
I, I, I thought about it too. I was like, should I have an artist name? But then somehow when I started putting out music, I was just kind of like, F it, Hannah Mons. Like, that's my name. That's who I am. <laughs> so, you know, like Beyonce knows, you know, Beyonce, she has her real name. I think, yeah, her real name is Beyonce. Isn't it? Yeah. Is she an idol yeah. of yours, Beyonce? I don't have idols. I have inspiration. Come on. So you're telling me if you see Beyonce, you wouldn't be starstruck. It's Beyonce. Well, no, I was I was saying that from more of a spiritual standpoint. Like I don't idolize anybody because you know, just you know, my 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 relationship with God, like I he's you know my idol, but an inspiration of mine, Beyonce for sure. <laughs> Beyonce is like these are like I'll name off a couple Beyonce, Missy Elliott, Aaliyah, Selena, um, uh, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Prince, um, and yeah, like I just Sierra's dope, love Sierra. So yeah, I just I me I have a I feel like I pull from especially like the 90s, 2000s era, I feel like my vibe is very nostalgic. And okay. that's what I get a lot of the times. People tell me I get like a nostalgic vibe. So people, yeah. you know, artists from that time. And I love me some, even back when like uh, Diana Ross and Aretha Franklin, like the greats, I study all of them. <laughs> I definitely get that vibe, like Aaliyah, Shannon Jackson. Uh, that nostalgic vibe. Yeah, so Hannah, we covered a lot. Um, is there anything you want to bless us with as far as like upcoming projects, anything like that before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, so beg for it. I'm going to drop that April 30th. And then look out for the video within that first week of May. And then, uh, yeah, merch coming. I'm gonna be doing some really cool collaborations. Um, I haven't said, I'm not saying names yet, but mm -hmm. I got, for this particular song, I got a really, really dope producer, legend in the game. He um, blessed the record. So I'm excited to share that with people. And yeah, stay tuned for movies, all that. Like I'm ready. This year, I'm excited because I feel like it's time for me to like spread my wings and fly because I've been putting in the work. <laughs> for sure. And let's drop some links for the fans you just garnered right now from the Leo Black Show so we can follow you, tap in. Yeah, so Instagram, Hannah Mons Official. You can go to my website at hannahmonsofficial.com. And then if you want to check out any other links, it's usually on my website. So just go to hannahmonsofficial.com. All right, Hannah. So nice. Thank you for tapping in. I'm following you now. We following you. Thank you. Good meeting you. It was a vibe. I'll see you later.